0: And the message today is how to stay clean in a dirty world. How to stay clean in a dirty world because a lot of God's people, because they don't read the Word of God and because they don't know the Word of God, they stumble and fall. Sometimes they fall and they don't get up. But that's not God's plan and purpose for you, amen? So I pray today's message will be to encourage you, but again, before I get into that, uh, Brother Nico, can you pull up that verse, uh, that song uh, Sister Megan was singing? That was a very prophetic word and prophetic for today. So if you can, if you can bring that up, uh, I promise you now, Great is Your Faith. I don't know the name of that song. I just love it. What is it? Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> is that the beginning? Okay, let me just, your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness, I'm still in your hands. Children of God, know that God is not a man that he would lie. And his word will go forth and accomplish what he said it's going to do. When he sends his word, when he sends his word, it's going to happen. That's why this is a prophetic ministry. They were talking about Jesus thousands of years ago. And it took thousands of years before Jesus came. But the word of God, he's moving quicker. He's moving quickly because time's short. And God wants to build you up. Is there more lyrics? I want some more lyrics there. But but saints, God is faithful. He's not a man that he would lie. See, that's our confidence. Your confidence is in God. Not Pastor Fred, not anybody here in this church. Your confidence is almighty God. Amen. He says, you've never failed me yet. He's never failed me. There's times where you seem like you're, you're walking by yourself, but like the, like the poem, the footsteps, he's walking. He's carrying you. He's carrying you through the hard times, through the difficult times, through the seasons that we're going around, going through. Amen? He says he moves mountains. He moves mountains, and I believe. You know, I love that because mountains are these, these strongholds. Something that's good. keeping you from going forward, There's, they're hindering you, and all we got to do is release God's word. Yes. God's word, He says, if you believe, you command this mountain to move into the ocean, it'll go. Amen. He's not talking about. I mean, He can move a mountain, but He's talking. About what's bothering? What's holding you back? What's what's hindering you yeah. from fulfilling the ministry, the call that God has for you? Command it to go, Amen. and believe that you have it. Amen. He says, I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe. How imp- This one will really touch me, this verse. Saints, we're in war. In case you didn't know that, we're at war. We're in a spiritual war, a spiritual battle. And just like the children of Israel, when God delivered Israel from Egypt, you see, he's delivered us from this world system, from this world. And just like the children of Israel, they went through the wilderness. And God led them by a fire and a cloud. Amen? And then what happened? They came to the Red Sea. They were trapped because the enemy was coming at them. Amen? But he says, you, you made a way where there was no way. Yeah. The children of Israel thought they were doomed. They thought they were going to go back into the, in the hands of the enemy. But God parted the sea and they walked through the, the sea on dry land. Great is his faithfulness. He made a way when there was no way. And you know what? We'll see him do it again. You know why? You know why? Because Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. He's coming sooner than we think. That's why it's important for us to be ready. Amen? He says, I seen you move the mountains and I believe. Saints, we are we are right here at, at just ready to cross this Red Sea. And God's saying is do not lose heart, for he's faithful. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like it better when sister sings it because uh, <laughs> I wish I could have paused her and then translated it right there. Say, hold on, just wait a minute, you know. Then, but that's just the way it goes. Anyway, hallelujah. hallelujah. Well, we welcome you uh, you on live stream today. We just pray uh, God's anointing on you. And, you know, even though you're not here, you're here in the spirit. Right. And we just welcome you here. Amen. I want to start from the, uh, the book of John chapter 13. John chapter 13. If you can uh, put those up there, brother, those, the scriptures. There you go. Let me just read it from the scriptures. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with which he was girded. Let's just hold it right there. In those four scriptures right there, we see the gospel of Jesus Christ coming, dying for the sins of the world, and being raised from the dead. It says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own. Who is the Passover? Who's the Passover lamb? It's Jesus. Jesus, he was prepared. He was prepared to die on the the cross for all our sins. And supper being ended, the devil already having put it into his heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, he was put to death. He was put to death right there. But I love this. In verse 4, he rose from supper. Jesus rose from the dead. Nothing, not not, not even the grave, not hell could hold him back. All that is right there. The gospel of Jesus Christ. But God has more for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn to, to the book of Genesis. I want to share something with you because you need to understand we're at war. And we're fighting an enemy that's very cunning and brutal. He hates you. He hates us. But he hates God more. Hallelujah. Turn to Genesis chapter 3. I want to share some things with you. Are you there? Amen. This is now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Let me just stop right there. He says that the serpent was more cunning than any beast. When you think of a beast, what, what comes to your mind when you think of a beast? He's a wild animal. He's big. He's powerful. He's strong. He's even deadly. This is what the serpent is more cunning than any beast of the field. Saints, this is why it's so important to know the word of God. I've heard some pastors, some ministers, and they say, oh, the devil's so stupid. He's not. Oh, he's so dumb. He's not. He's cunning. And he wants to take you back to hell. Not going back to hell, but he wants to take you to hell. And I got to share this the way it is because that's what you're fighting against. But you know what? You're on the winning side. Because when you accepted Jesus' life on the cross... He delivered you and set you out of the miry clay and we're seated at his right hand. Amen? Amen. He says he's more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden? Let me get back to my notes. Notice what the enemy does right there. He says... Did God really, has God, indeed, and oh my gosh, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree, every tree of the garden? You see, he questions you. He, he, que- he questions God. He puts doubt in your mind. That's why we're gonna go back to, the. that's why it's important to read the word of God so that you know. You see, nobody's gonna teach you. This is up to you. You have right here, God's covenant, his last will and testament to you. There's blessings upon blessings. There's instruction on in how we should walk. Amen. He shows you how to defend yourself. Amen. The tactics of the enemy. The devil's not going to tell you. Amen. Can we go to the next uh, Can we go to the next slide there we go. And the woman said to the serpent, "We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. Keep going. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Let's just stop right there again. First off, one of his tactics is to put doubt, to question God's word. Amen? The second one is Eve didn't know the word of God. She misquoted him. Let's go to uh, Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 17. I want to show you, show you something right there. Genesis two 17. I'm going to start at 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. What did Eve say? Eve said... But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. Let's go back to, uh, let's see, chapter 3. I want to share something, see that. I want you to see that. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst. Brother, don't change the, where am I at? Oh, there you go. You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it. You see, she didn't quote God right. She didn't know it. She misquoted his, his, his word. And that's all we need to do to the enemy is give him a little opening. And like a snake, he'll just slither right in there. We need to be equipped. We need to be girded, saints. The third tactics that he uses is he additions. Look what, he eats, look what Eve said. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said... You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Is that what he said? She added to it. You see, we have to be careful what we what we speak. We have to be careful what you speak. We have to know what we're talking about. Amen. And then the fourth thing is the devil lies. Let's go to chapter or chapter three, verse four and five. And then it says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. You will not surely die. What a liar. And the father of all lies. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. It will be like God, knowing good and evil. Yeah. You see how he moves? You see how he works? First, he questions you. Okay. Then we misquote him because we don't know the word then we start adding on to it and then when you do that then the devil lies and a lot of times a lot of God's people they fall into that trap amen did you know that adam was there when he when eve took of the uh, the the uh, the fruit of the, of the tree that's not in, it's not uh, It's not in here, but it says that he was with her. Let me just see if I can find it real quick, like. In verse 6, it's not part of the message, but. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was good, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her. With her. Where was the man? Us men, we, you know, we're, the high, we're our priests and, and our families. We're the priesthood. We're to pray for them, build them up, teach them the ways of God. Same thing with the women. If you have an unbelieving husband, you're the priesthood. Take that position and, and pray for them. Amen? Let's go back to John chapter 3. I just want you to know what we're up against. And it's nothing to... To play, We're not no snake charmers. We chop off his head. Amen? That's what we do. We chop off his head with the word of God, with the, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. I know some of you got your swords already ready already. Some of you are dangerous with just wheeling those things around. Let's go back to uh, verse 4. Okay, so he rose from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. Have you ever asked him why he did that? You know, a lot of times we hear this message and it's about humility, you know, humbling ourselves. But that's not the whole story. In Matthew chapter, let's go to Matthew chapter, where was I at? Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 28. This is the reason Why the Lord washed the disciples' feet. Why he humbled himself. He's almighty God. He knew who he was. He knew he was going back to the Father. He humbled himself and came to this earth and took on the the, the place as a servant. It's more than just humility. Are we there at verse 20? Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons kneeling down and asking something from him and he said to her what do you wish she said to him grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom but Jesus answered and said you do not know what you ask you are you able to take to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So he said to them, you will need, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it is prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, Know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And who desires to be first among you let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom from many. You see, this is what was going on in the early church, was that there was strife and division and pride because some wanted to be greater than the others. And how could Jesus go back to his father and, and the church is already divided? And they're already fighting among themselves, well, I'm better than you, my ministry is greater than you. Because that's what's happening today. There's nothing new under the sun, saints. What happened then happens today. You see, so he had to he had to take care of that that, that strife and division in the body. The body of Christ is broken, it's hurt. It's divided. We have different factions, different different names. I'm, I'm Baptist, I'm Catholic, I'm Protestant, I'm Pentecostal. God didn't come for a divided church. He came for a body. He came for a body. And that's what we are. We are the body of Christ. Every one of you here, I praise God for you because you're part of the body of Christ. So he came not just to show humility, but he had to put an end to the strife. He had to put away with the pride. And believe me, when Jesus talks to you, my gosh, he gets to you. I remember when I first started reading the Bible and I was reading, I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is good stuff. This is good. This is for her. And that's for him. And that's for her way over there. It was was for me. (laughs) God, when you open the Bible, he still talks. He's talking to you. He wants to prepare your heart. He's cleaning your heart and your life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Philippians, uh, or put up, put up Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 through 11. I want to get this point across so you, so we can move. Who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God. He knew who he was. He knew who he was. He came to serve. Not to be served. Amen? Let's, let's see, go to verse 5. And after, the, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel, which he was girded. It says that he started washing the disciples' feet. Your feet is, is, uh, is the walk of a man. It's your walk. How are you walking in this world? Are we walking sideways? Are we walking this way? Are we being double minded and turning back and going the other direction because your feelings got hurt? Our walk, our feet our, our, our feet, our walk with God. Let's turn to Psalms 119. Are you enjoying this? I like it. I'm getting all excited. Psalm 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see what's happening, saints? Our walk is we we keep it so we don't wander. You know, it's easy to wander when you're not when you're not meditating on things of God. You know, it's easy to go this way. You know, and it's easy to go this way because the enemy's still pulling; he's still in this world, but we have authority over him. Right. Each one of you have, have authority, yes, right. so we have to we order our steps. We want to follow the path with God has for us when we read the Bible. We apply it to our lives. God, are you talking to me? Before I read my Bible, my my prayer was, when I first started, was Psalms 119. Was, Lord, open my eyes that I would see wonderful works in your law. You see, Jesus talked about scales on the people's eyes. And he removed them. You see, so we have to ask God to remove the scales so we can see the deep things of God. Lord, what are you talking to me? What, what do I need to know from you? What do I need to repent? Because he says that, that we wouldn't sin against God. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not what? Sin against you. Because sin separates us from God. Separates you big time. No matter how big or how small you think the sin is, it's sin. God looks at it as sin. And you know what? I love God because He says, Great is His faithfulness. He says that He forgives us. Let's go to Psalms 105. I mean, not Psalms 105, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that. Your word, this word, saints, you need to get it in you. Your word is a lamp to my feet. The word lamp is, is I was looking it up in the dictionary in the concordance, and it it says it glistens. It's like when you turn dirt, it shines. It shines. Well, the Lord, he shines your path so you won't fall. He says, and a light to my path so you don't stumble. I'm going to share a story with you, and I I shared it with my wife. wanted to make sure it was okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) But years ago, years ago, and I do this to encourage you, okay? But years ago, it was it was after Thanksgiving dinner. It was like 33 years ago. My my oldest son, he was like four or five. I can't remember. What? 37, 37 years. And anyway, well, after after Thanksgiving, we were full, and she wanted to, she wanted to go for a walk. I thought, oh, gosh, I gotta go for a walk. But it wasn't just an ordinary walk. She wanted to go to the Pinnacles. So we took my my oldest son, my wife, and my sister and her boyfriend at the time, and we went to the Pinnacles. And we're walking through the hills. I want you to see this. We're walking up in the hills, and that's the time of the year where it gets dark quick. And we're walking through this one, like a tunnel, like a rock or something. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like a, a tunnel, and you walk through the other side. Well, we went through that tunnel. And I'm holding my, young, my, my son by his hand, you know. And, and we get to the other side of the hill, and I look around, and I said, you know, it's getting dark. We need to get back. It's getting dark fast. So we look at this map that they give you. I don't know where we got this map. I probably got it right there at the ranger station. But we're looking at this map, and, that's, and it says, well, I'm parked over here, and we're right here. And the, if we go back the same way we came, it's going to take too long. Well, we're going to take the shortcut because it's lying straight little did i realize that it's a mountain so we had to climb up the mountain we had to cl- we had to climb up the mountain and by the time we got to the mountain it was dark it was dark you couldn't see nothing but the stars so i got my son on my shoulders and i'm walking down the hill and we had a we had one flashlight and i told my wife cuz i'm holding my son on my shoulders and I'm walking downhill. We're going down the grade. And I said to her, here, you hold the light and light our path so, so I don't fall. Well, she was doing good in the beginning. She's shining the light right here and, and I'm following it like this. I'm going down this path, you know? And then before I know it, she's shining over here. <laughs> and she's looking, oh, wow, Fred, look at, the, look at those. Look how far it is over there. Oh, look, Fred! Look at look what's happening over here! And then she points down. Wow, it's deep down there! I said, Annette, shine the light on the path. <laughs> shine the light on the path, because I, I need to give this to you because you guys. I don't want you to fall asleep. But you know, when you're walking downhill and you got like I had my son on my shoulders, I didn't want to slip on any gravel. I didn't want to slip on a, on a rock, you know, something sticking up and I'd fall. Well, this is the way God's word is with us. Jesus. You see, because there's many traps and snares that Satan would want you to slip on and fall. You see, and sometimes when we fall, we get hurt. Some of you and some of you on, on the live stream you've been going to church and you got hurt and it wasn't God's will that you got hurt because you slipped we've all slipped we've all fallen but God says to get up you see Satan he, he wants to put something so you can trip on a stone see he wants you down and that's why it's so important since I can't tell you that it's so important that we get the word of God. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. God loves you. He loves you very much. He doesn't want you to, to fall down on, on your walk in this path. The word of God says that wide is the way of the world, but narrow, you know, it's, it's, it's narrow. Sometimes it's easy to follow the path of the world. Everything's all free. You can have fun. It's not going to hurt you but he's just, he's a liar. He lied to Eve. You're not going to die. You won't get separated from God. And sometimes when we walk this path with the Lord, it's narrow. It's confined. And sometimes it's, you know, the flesh is fighting. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to pray. I don't want to read. You see, and, and, but, but praise God, because when we get through it, there's glory. Amen. There's glory. Glory is waiting for you at the other end. Hallelujah. Did you like that story? That's not the story, that's truth. I don't give her the flashlight anymore. Let's keep going here. So... He says he's washing the the feet in verse 6. He says, then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I'm doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Wow. Wow. There's no fellowship. You see, God's word cleanses us. It washes us. It convicts us. It convicts us of our sin. And all we have to do is ask God to forgive us, Hallelujah. but repent, really meaning it. Hallelujah. But this, this is how important that the word is. It washes you and cleanses you. So we don't lose our fellowship with God because sin separates us from God. And I don't want to be separated. Neither do I want. Neither does the Father want you to be separated from Him. Can we go to First uh, John, one, five through ten? I love Peter, you know, because he's he's just like all of us here. You know, the 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 apostles they, they were just people like us. You know, you can you can serve God. You can minister the gospel. Amen. God called you and God's anointed you. You see that? God anointed you. God called you by name. Can we turn, turn to 1 John? Hallelujah. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. Is that the word? Hold on a minute. First John chapter one verse five. Yes, there we go. This is the message which we have heard from him, and declare to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. You see, when God, when we read the word, and His word, convicts us, it gives us an ouch, a spanking, a correction. Amen. He's doing it for your good. He's doing it so that there's no more separation and there's nothing evil or wicked in God. That's not his heart. His heart is always to be, that you would be with him. Can we go to the next verse? There's no darkness at them all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. There it is. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Is there more. I could keep going with that. That's that's but saints, this is what he's saying. That God is there's nothing evil in him. There's nothing sinful in him. He's not here to hurt you. He's here to bless you. He's here to give you life and abundantly. He's here to give you peace and joy in the midst of the storm. Amen. And, and if we, if we, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, you know, we all make mistakes. We all make it. He says that he is faithful and just to forgive it. He's not like, like, man, you can't tell some men nothing because they just go blab it all over the place. You know, but that's not your father. He says that he forgives your sin as far as the east is from the west. So far has he forgiven our transgressions. I love that. I love that. But see, this was the reason why it was the washing. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any fellowship with him. That fellowship also, also means to abide. To abide in Christ. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Amen. See, we trust in him. This walk of faith is trusting in God. That's what it is. It's a walk of faith, trusting God. No matter what the circumstances are, no what is coming against you, You know that God is for you. And if God's for you, who can be against you? Almighty God comes against you and destroys the enemy. Many times I see in the Bible, and he talks about about Hezekiah when the enemy was coming against him. It was a large army. And it brought fear on him. And God told him not to worry. He says, the battle's not mine. Or the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. You see, so as a child of God, God the Father protects you. He watches over his children. Just keep going here. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Verse 9. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and feet. You see, he's thinking like a natural man. John's thinking like a natural man. He, he, he loves Jesus. He's seen the miracles. They were, they were partakers of it. They went out and, and did miracles and, and, and there was healing. He loves the Lord, but he's thinking like a natural man. He says, Lord, you're God Almighty. You can't wash my feet. You can't wash them. And then when he finally gets he finally he understands, Lord not my 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 feet only but my head, my hands, my feet, wash me. You see he finally understood what he meant, it was spiritual. Verse 10. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean and you are clean, but not of you, but not all of you. I want to stop right there. He says that that those of you that are, let me read that again. Mm. He who is bathed, you need to you need to circle that word or underline it or whatever you highlight it. He who is bathed needs only to be washed. You know, in the Hebrew word, those, those words mean something. That's why I encourage you all to, to get a concordance because God, he'll put a, a, a spotlight, a highlight. He'll highlight a word. And it's up to each one of us to look into the word, uh, to see what he means in that word. And that word uh, bathed, it's like, I can't pronounce Hebrew or Greek, whatever it is, but it's lao, L-O-U-O. And it's, it's the word for bath. You see, when we came to Christ, when we asked him to come into our life, we were washed with the blood of Jesus. We were cleansed. Jesus doesn't see Pastor Fred anymore. He sees the blood of Christ. That I'm able to go boldly to the throne of God and bring my petitions to Him. See, that's why it's so important to wash your feet, to read your word, to repent. So we don't lose fellowship with Him. So that word Lao means to be bathed. To be bathed, to be the whole, the whole, all of you. And then he goes on to say. Wash. <clears throat> for the, that word, uh, Nipto, is the word for wash, and that's N-I-P-T-O. And it means to wash parts. Not a bath, but parts. And so you would understand, back in those days, they had community showers or baths, whatever they would do. And they would wash themselves. They would bathe themselves. And these, these showers, we didn't have showers like we have now. Or everybody has their own shower and all that stuff. But they had communal showers or baths, and they would take a bath. And then they would go down the dirty road, down the world, to their house. And they would get their feet dirty. See, when you get dirty, it's sin. It's rebellion. It's disobedience. Rebelling against God. See, so this is why we have to read the word that we're constantly being washing our feet. You're already clean. Jesus said you're already clean, but your feet needs to be bathed. Sometimes your eyes, your thoughts need to be bathed. Because we're thinking of the wrong things. We're doing the wrong things. We're speaking the wrong things. We're, We're doing the wrong things. So we need to be bathed. We need to repent. Ask God to forgive us. And he says he is faithful and just to forgive us. Lau is to be bathed. And nipto is to be bathed parts of you. And that's your feet. See, that's why the Lord said that the feet were, the, were the, was, was the walk of a man. our walk with Christ. How are we walking? Man, it's getting quiet in here. It's getting hot too. Hallelujah. If we can turn to John chapter 15, verse 13 and four, uh, 4. John 15, verse 3 and 4. Here we go. You're already clean because of word of which I've spoken to you. Abide in me. There it is. Abide in him and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You see, we can do nothing on our own. We can't do nothing. Our, our good works, saints, the Bible says in Isaiah, it's like filthy rags. We can't work our way to heaven. We can't buy our way to heaven. We can't buy salvation. We can't buy peace. We can't do nothing. It's only God. And that's through abiding in Him. Can we go to Ephesians? Just turn to uh, chapter 5, verse 25. We're almost done here. Husbands, <clears throat> I got everybody's every men's here, huh? Husbands, love your wives. Literally, love your wives. Have I told you I love you today? I love you. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That he might sanctify. See, that's the word. Sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself. You see, we're the body. We're the bride of Christ. That he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Spot, wrinkle, any blemish is sin. Sin. But that he should be, but that she should be holy and without blemish. You see, that's what God's coming for. He's coming for a church that is without spot or blemish. A holy church, Amen. which you are. Let me keep going here. I'm going to go from, start with verse 12. We're just about finished. We're going to have communion today. I love having communion with you all. It says, so when he had washed their feet and taken his garments, he sat down again and he said to them, do you now, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. For you know these things, and blessed are you if you do them. You know, we say that he's Lord. Lord. How many of you confess Jesus Christ as Lord in your life? How many? I want you to see a raise your hands. Amen. Everybody? Because He's Lord, we're to obey Him. Not my will, Lord, but your will. Jesus obeyed the Father till death. Now, God's not telling us to sacrifice to kill ourselves, but, but we have to die to this flesh, to the desires of, of, of our hearts, our minds. We have to put this flesh under. So if he's Lord, we need to obey him. And then if he's master, master means teacher. Teacher, rabbi. It means he's to be believed. You see, he wants you to believe him. That's, that's how we walk by faith. If you believe in him, you shall be saved. If you believe that the prayers you ask him, you shall receive them if you don't lose heart. The just shall walk by faith and what? Not by sight. It's believing. It's believing him. Amen. Amen. That's that's the word the Lord gave to me for the church. And even those on on live streaming, it just, I know there's somebody there on live stream that they fell. They got hurt or maybe they don't know the lord and god says that i love you and i open my arms to you and welcome you back to me and that he is he's calling you by name you see the bible says that no man can come to the father unless he he draw you unless he call you by name so the lord is calling your name and he's come to to heal you because you've been hurt you fell and you got hurt and they mocked you, they laughed at you. It's the devil said that you'll never do any work for him. God's coming, he's calling you to heal your your to heal your, your soul. And when he when you come to him, he teaches you. He trains you. Amen. Yeah. And then once you're built up and you're girded again, then he sends you out. Right. He equips you.